I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Here's some more budget mistakes you really want to avoid. Let's talk about sales tax. Now, sales tax isn't really part of your budget. However, the client has to pay it. So you want to, at some point, let them know it's going to be there. However, it isn't something that would cut into your final budget number. Um, Think of it this way. Sales tax is just something that we have to collect. The state turns us as businesses into tax collectors for them. Okay, so we accept that. That's what it is. However, it doesn't need to cut into your furniture budget, for instance. It just needs to be acknowledged. Think of it this way. When you go buy a car and say it's $62,000, and then you go to close on it, get the title and you know pay your money, you discover, or, or you already know, there's going to be eight or $10,000 more in taxes and plates and all of that sort of stuff that's attached to it. And it doesn't say on the sticker price of the car, it's 62000 plus ten grand. It's just part of the way it works, okay? So you need to handle that the same way. Um, Don't take the taxes out of your budget. Let the budget stand for what it is, but you will do want to acknowledge with the client some kind of percentage number that they need to allow for what that's going to cost, okay? Now, another spot where we can really get in trouble is ordering the bare minimum of, of a big product that we need. Okay. So now we're, we're in the job. We've sold the job. We're, we're, we're doing the pricing to develop this. And we have this thing where we try to do it economically, right? We try to do it, run it as tight as we can. But if you run it too tight and something happens, we're back to Murphy's law of design. That means if something will go wrong, it, it, it absolutely will happen, right? So what, if you just order the bare minimum, say of, of you need 4,000 square foot of tile and you only order 4,010 square feet, it is likely that something will happen along the way and you'll need another 20 tiles and you're going to have a real struggle trying to get them because A, you've got a die lot match. You're in the middle of a job. You want to finish it. You're going to lose your installer. <laughs> you know, there's all those things going to happen because you cut it too close. Okay. And that can happen with all kinds of, all kinds of products. Um, think of wallpaper. You know, and wallpaper coming in, in full rolls and, you know, priced in single rolls and sold in doubles and triples. You know, it's confusing enough already. But if you run short on wallpaper, you're really in trouble, right? And you've got the same thing. You're trying to get a die lot match. You've got to get the installer back. I mean, all these, all these things fall on your head to make the, experience for the client less than what it could be because there's a big hassle in this and you're going to fix it. You're going to take care of it, but it's a big drama in the middle of all this that didn't need to be there because you were trying to save a couple of dollars. 
So let me tell you that saving a couple of dollars isn't really what that client wants. Your client wants really good service. They want it to go smoothly. They want to be pleased with the whole thing. They don't want to have any drama on the way. So it's far better to overorder a bit so that you have enough than just try to squeeze through and make it happen because inevitably it'll come up and bite you, <laughs> as you know. Now, one of the things that, that people have told me always say when I talk about this is, yeah, but what if you have all this leftover in the job and the client sees it and then they throw a fit and they want to return things and that sort of thing? Well, yes, there is that. I acknowledge that. However, you need to protect yourself first and you want to let your installers know, then your paper hanger know, that if he's got a full roll of something that's unsealed, to take it with him. Don't leave it at the house. Put it back in his truck, okay? Get it out of there. Same with a whole lot of tile. There's whole, you know, you need some leftovers. You should have some leftover. But don't leave so much that the client's going to bounce back and go, oh, you overordered and I want to return this because you, you don't want that to happen. All right. So you, you have to do a little dance in the middle of that is not leave too much around if it comes out that way. But you're far better off to give yourself some leeway when you order this stuff because, you know, any number of things have happened and you all know what they are. <laughs> it's all happened to you before me about a thousand times before I figured out, don't do that. You know, the, the couple hundred dollars that it saves on the job creates created so much hassle and so many problems later on that I finally learned to stop doing that, to absolutely stop doing that. And it didn't matter to the client if it was $200 more or not. It really didn't. Okay. So there's a little bit of mindset issue there about trying to save somebody some money and causing yourself a whole lot of problems. Um, another thing that you want to watch out for um, is, is uh, timelines. Let's talk about timelines, okay? There's a whole nother area there that we're talking about. And if you ignore the timeline, if you ignore how long it takes to get things done, there's all kinds of backlash there. So this is something to think about, okay? Now, first, I want to point out that getting paid for the second half of your design fee after you've installed furniture is crazy, Okay. You're not supposed to have to wait that long to be paid. It causes a cash flow problem in your business. You've done the work. You haven't been paid for it. Okay. I would recommend that you get paid on the meeting before the meeting that you buy the furniture on. Okay. So those two things don't end up on the same meeting. You pay your fee. You get that totally paid for first. Now somebody's going to say, well, what if I've got an installation on that that I have to do at the end? Fine. Just because you've been paid in advance for it doesn't mean you're not going to do it. Of course you're going to do it. Absolutely you're going to do it. Okay? So you want to make sure that your your money stays connected to your work and it isn't six months out or these days with deliveries and, you know, and, and shipping problems, you know, it could be a year out. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself, right? There's There's not... There's nothing there that you have to prove to the client you're going to get it done before they get paid. Okay. That's not the deal. Right. And if, and if that's the client, the way the client feels, we need to get rid of that client because that's not true. Cause you're going to do your job. You want this to finish probably more than they do. So that's not an issue. Okay. So think of that piece in there. Also be aware that nobody wants to get a big bill for the balance on the furniture right before it installs. 
okay? It kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> so you're, you're far better off, far better off to have all that furniture paid for right in the beginning. I would recommend taking the entire amount right when you order it and pay for everything and make everything square. So you've got that all taken care of. Because then when you go to do your installation, everybody's happy, everybody's thrilled, right? And there's no big bill, oh, I had to write a check for $62,000. That kind of thing doesn't happen. Okay. And you have happy clients and you have this wonderful reveal and you have the end result that you really want without tainting it with a big bill that has to be paid. Okay. So I would recommend that you get all the money stuff done ahead of time and then just enjoy, enjoy the experience of having this house evolve for you and this beautiful space come out and, and enjoy it. Um, think of it this way. If you're planning a, a big vacation to Europe, that sort of thing, you're going to pay for that long before you ever go. You don't pay for it as you go. The hotels are paid, the, the, the transfers are paid, the airfare is done. Uh, everything's set up before you go so that you can just enjoy what's there. All right? We need to do that too because the experience is a major part of high-end luxury anything. I mean, it's all about luxury and experience and, and, and bragging rights, okay? So create that experience and get the money stuff out of the way in the beginning because your clients will be happier and you will end up well-paid and not struggling through this, trying to prove you're going to do the job to get paid. You don't need to do that. So don't, don't do that, okay? Um, another budget spot that you want to look out for, this would be in a, in a remodel or a new construction kind of situation, is waiting till the remodel is complete or the construction's complete before you order the furniture. Making an assumption that the client needs to see the space and feel the space before they figure that piece out. In those cases, when you allow that to happen, it's very often that it doesn't happen. Okay, because people get buying fatigue, they've got remodeling fatigue, they've got construction overages, they got over the, over them already, you know, and they've spent all their money. Very often, your what they've set aside for your furniture gets thrown into paying for construction overages that the contractor didn't tell them about or didn't know about, however that worked. So, you know, getting your furniture orders in early, I recommend doing it as soon as you finish the finishes because you could be talking about where these interiors are going when your building finishes. I mean, you have to, right? You can't set up a finish for a room <laughs> that you don't know what the room's going to be, right? Or you're just pulling stuff out of the air, right? So you've already talked about this stuff. You're already seeding the idea of this is what's going to be. Um, and when you do that and plan that properly and then just offer it right after you finish the finishes and get all of that into the contractor, then those orders can go out early. It's all there and it's all all in place and all sitting in a warehouse when the contractor finishes and you can just deliver. And then people get what they actually ask for because they didn't really ask for an empty house. They wanted a complete house. They wanted the whole HGTV thing where it just lands and they go, oh, it's so beautiful. I can't believe it's my own. That kind of thing. So this experience piece is so important to create um, along the way and you have the power to do it, okay? It has to do with your system and how you set it up and how you run 
um, your jobs as you run through. Something that we, that I teach a lot of in our structure program at here at Interior Design Business Academy. Um, it, it's a really important part to get those jobs to manifest and open up into what, what the people really wanted and what you really want and make it come out that way. So it's really a, really an important one. Another timeline piece that you want to pay attention to, to is, is not considering in your fee how many on-site visits you're going to have to make before you get that construction project to completion. Okay. We often figure out what it will cost to design and design the interior and get the furniture ordered and do all the finishes. And we got all of those pieces done. However, all the stuff we're doing requires trip charges from us to get there to make sure that the guys who are doing it know what they're doing. But if you don't calculate that time and time equals money into the budget as you're going along, you're just going to eat that time. It, it just kind of disappears. And we know that even if you're set up so you can do some hourly things, you're really going to get lost in it because <laughs> it takes way more time than you think. Okay. So watch those timelines and make sure that, you know, if you've got that long timeline and you know that they're going to be asking for stuff that you put some construction support into your letter of agreement and you put a limit on how many trips you're going to do for X dollars. Okay. That will give you the opportunity that when you run out of that time and the contractor doesn't have the drywall up yet, that you can go back to the client and say, Hey, you know, your contractor needs quite a bit of support. We've been doing this and this and this and this. And, um, we, you know, we need to continue that. I need another block of, of, you know, 20 visits, something like that for X dollars. Okay. So that, that, that's a time and money kind of combination thing that you always want to think through in a construction job or remodeling so that, that all of those things can get covered. I mean, even in an interiors job where you've got, where you're doing just, you know, just say you're just doing flooring and wallpaper and lighting and, and all of those pieces before the furniture delivery, how many times are you going to have to show up there to supervise and make sure it goes right? Because that needs to be part of the budget as well. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a 14 month construction project or a six week bathroom project, right? You still have time when you're going to have to show up and support construction and it needs to be paid for by somebody because your time is your money. And then finally, let's talk about billing hourly instead of a flat fee. You know, there's a whole lot of reasons why you're going to come out way, way better. But if you look at it from the client's standpoint, getting a great big fat hourly bill in the middle of a project is not fun. Okay. And, you know, so you, you take a deposit, say you take $10,000 up front in this job to cover your time and you get about halfway through it, but you're, you know, you're well over that now. We need another, we need another retainer of 10,000 to, to, to be able to finish this through. That's not a happy day for that client. Okay. They weren't, while they may know that it's going to happen, they weren't expecting it. Okay. And it's not a pleasant experience. And we want to focus on the fact that experience is what we're selling here. In luxury design, it's all about the experience. So when you're fee-based and you've already said, this is what it'll cost, it's already budgeted out, you don't have that client having that negative experience. 
Okay, it's the same thing that happens when you ask for money to pay off the furniture before you deliver it. It's this big hunk of money that, you know, they know it's there. They know they have to pay it. However, it's not the most pleasant experience to do it. And you want this part, the, the reveal, the actual putting together of this home and the, the way you, the way their experience goes, you want it to be as best as possible. So being able to be fee-based and plan that stuff ahead of time and have it paid off ahead of time is going to leave you with a much happier client as well. Now, fees fees also create more time and more ability to control your time and who's going to do what within the job than billing hourly. We know that we get tired of billing hourly. We're not good at it. It's expensive. You have to write down what you're doing. There's a lot of problems with, with hourly stuff. And I know some people do it pretty well. However, if you flip over to fees, you're going to do way better, way, way better. Your profits are going to be better. The reality is, is then you, you look at time differently. You look as time as an amount of money and how am I going to create this job in this amount of time? Instead of just letting it straggle on and doing one thing, another, and another, and then just sending a bill for it, it actually has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a lot more frame to it. So what happens is you end up moving through these jobs faster, okay? And when you can move through them faster, people are happier, the cash flow works better, the money's flowing to you quicker, everybody's happier. So there's a big, there's a big, great, big, nice piece to that, you know, beside the fact of everybody being paid long before you do the install and being able to do a final install and reveal that really creates a lot of happiness for clients. So that's what I have for you on budget mistakes you don't want to make. I'm sure there's probably more of them in there, and I'll probably do another one of these when I find another batch to to talk about. But meanwhile, think about some of those things. Think about timelines and, and how the time affects the job and what will happen around that. And think about how you handle um, money and 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 get that really clear and get it up front so that part's over with and then you can just connect with the client and create beauty and function for them and make them really, really happy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're learning, head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com and book a clarity call. This is the perfect way to chat with one of our coaches about where you are in your business and what your next best step needs to be to make your design business profitable and enjoyable. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. So until next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. <laughs>